Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Chris Youngdahl. So this week's podcast episode is going to be from my new masterclass, Becoming the One Masterclass. So this is a reclamation of our magic. So this is a snippet from day one. Uh, day one was all about kind of, it, it was the tip of the iceberg of what we're really going to be talking about, what I really have in store for this entire masterclass. Uh, and it's really just becoming the one. It comes from introspection. It comes from contemplation. It comes from knowing the truth about who you are. It's not about the way you look. It's not about someone's thinking that you're sexy, that you're the one because of it. It's not about the clothes that you wear or the car that you drive or the house that you own. Like, and I talk about this in, in this masterclass episode. Um, this really is a reclamation of your own relationship with yourself first, and then spiraling into your relationship with other individuals, your relationship with success. This is being the one is the equation for success that I've, that I've found to be true. Um, this snippet, I'm, I'm giving it to you early. Like I just recorded it today. This podcast will last or, um, be live tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, as this podcast comes out, you have time to access the whole full masterclass. Um, the masterclass will be available until the end of March, 2024. Um, if you're listening to this after March of 2024, this won't be available. I'm sorry. Um, but, 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 but this, this little episode, this little snippet, this will change your life. This one thing of understanding your emotions and just start to untangling your emotions. This changed my life. This is, I mean, a lot of things have changed my life, but one of this has really, this actually really changed my life because this changed how the stories that I told about myself, this changed how I interacted with Ryan, my husband. This is, this is how I've changed and transformed my relationship with my mom with my sister, with everybody, to be honest. It's for me, this is like the first step in emotional intelligence is to actually understand what my emotions are telling me. Are they the truth? Can I be more powerful with my emotions instead of feeling crippled, like crippled sometimes by the negative thoughts that I have in my head? I'm my worst self-critic. Can I transform that? Can I be my best cheerleader that keeps me going, keeps propelling me forward so that the life that I have, I can achieve is like takes my breath away because I didn't even know it was possible, but I did that. I did that. That's what becoming the one is. So 
if you are listening to this within March, please, 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 please register for the full masterclass. Listen to the full masterclass. I'm putting my heart, my full heart into this. Um, if not, if this is after, take this one podcast and just journal about this concept. Dive into what this means. Um, and if you it's after March and you want to dive deeper into this material, please reach out to me. I'm sure I have either a course or one-on-one coaching or honestly, a new masterclass so we can dive into some similar information. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy the Becoming the One masterclass. As with any of my coaching, as with any of my masterclasses, as with any of my programs, take what feels good for you and things that don't feel good, you can either leave it or again, contemplate what what doesn't feel good for me through this and what would feel good. My intention is for you to learn more about yourself through this program through contrast and validation. So what does that mean? Through learning for yourself through contrast means that I say something that you might not totally agree with. It might feel wrong in your body, but my intention for that is not not for us to get stuck in the mud of, oh, Katie's wrong for that. Oh, she's an idiot for this. Oh, she doesn't know anything like that. Like the negative side of contrast, right? It's, it's oh, I don't know if I totally believe in that, but what do I believe about myself or, or what, what does this elicit from me? That's learning through contrast. That's finding power through contrast versus just negating someone else's opinion and, and making them wrong and, and creating a divide. It's just saying, okay, I'm going to learn something from this, even if I don't totally agree with it or something feels a little bit off. It's again, the transformation from this program is coming through contemplation and introspection or through validation. You hear something that I say and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. I want it. Give it to me, Katie. Like we are, we are soul sisters on this. (laughs) In addition, I have a big intention for this program. I have a big intention for this program. My intention for this masterclass is it's a reclamation, a reclamation of who you know yourself to be. A remembrance that inside you, you already have what it takes to be the woman or the person you have always dreamed of completely. And I know, I know this sounds idealistic. I know this sounds like fluff. I know this sounds too good to be true. And honestly, the personal development space gets a bad rep. I think a lot for these idealistic thought processes. It's like, it almost falls into this scammy scheme of like, I don't know, too good to be true kind of a a process. Yet the more that I'm in this work, the more that I'm studying it, the more that I'm seeing the nuances between the differences of the, of the people that are doing the things that are finding the success versus the people that are doing the exact same processes and not seeing any result, not seeing any momentum. It's in this knowing of themselves, truly a truth of this knowing. Because here's the thing is I always remembered myself of just being like, okay, one day I'm going to be like this. One day, like I remember being like maybe 11 or 12. One time I was walking through the mall 
I just remember, okay, one day I'm going to be 16. I don't know why 16 was like just the big numbers when you could learn how to drive the sweet 16. It's like one day I'm going to be 16 and I'm going to be buying my own clothes. I'm going to feel so confident. And so in my body and just, I'm going to wear those buckle jeans or those, um, what was the ones that had like the U on the butt? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it'll come to me in like an hour. <laughs> but I was like, one day I'm going to be that version of myself that I, I, I want to grow up into. And then when I was, when I was 16, wasn't there yet. But I remember thinking one day, like when I'm 20, one day I'm going to be in the body of my dreams. I'm going to feel so confident in myself. I'm going to wear the bikini and feel, I think like 16, I was still, I was wearing a tank, tankini was the words from it. Um, and then when I was 20, still wasn't there. It always was just one day. One day I'll be here. One day I'll get there. And this is because my confidence, my knowing of myself, my standing on my own feet and feeling proud of the woman that I saw in the mirror, she was just always one day away, always one day, never here, never now, never in the present. My intention for this masterclass is for one day to change into becoming the one now, now, the one who is confident, the one who is sure of herself, the one who is steady, the one who is calm the one who is grounded, the one who has dreams and desires and still feels all the emotions of what it feels like to be human, right? To feel scared, to be worried, fear, uneasiness, doubtfulness, like unfulfilled. We experience these emotions, right? But the one is the one that doesn't allow those emotions to become a constraint towards your, her next move. The one, she holds these emotions. She allows them to be within her without allowing them to become anything other than just being. They just are, they're an emotion. They don't become a story. They don't become a narrative that says what you can or can't do. They just are. The one, the one is the one that dictates the story. She's on our journey of the unknown like truly just like think of the, the hero that's walking that doesn't really know that she's the hero yet. The one is the one that remembers she is the hero. Like I want this masterclass to be a remembrance that you are the one, you are the hero of your story. And like truly too, at the same time, it's a recognizing and a realization that as you are the hero of the story, the one that this story is about, you are also the villain. <laughs> You're the one that gets in your way that is messing up the the hero's story that's making them stumble but at the same time that you're the villain you're also the sage the one who knows the path and knows the lessons that this young hero needs to learn to achieve the end result that this hero is striving to get to because you're the writer <laughs> like as simple as that you're the one you're the one who's writing this story and you're all the characters in this story as well. This one story, the story of you, of you becoming, like this specific story, it only happens once in a lifetime. Like it's here, it's now. Then at some point, the ink, it's going to be gone from your pen. 
It's going to dry up. There will be no energy left to write. So here, right now, we're reclaiming your becoming. Rather than allowing just things to happen to us, like we do this so often. We, there's things that are happening to us. And through that, we are becoming something that we don't want to. Like right now, we're taking back our power. We're becoming the one. And it starts with this framework that I want to teach you. This is not my framework. This is something that I learned from Melanie Ann Lair. If you guys have followed me at all, this is somebody that I've learned so much from. And she really has curated and transformed the work that I do with women. Um, and this is the framework for me, for you, for us. For me, for you, for us. And this is the framework of this masterclass. Um, this framework, it challenged me quite a bit over the last two years. This one was a really hard one. I, I, I was like, okay, for me, for you, for us, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but I didn't really get it, like in my body, get it. Because again, it's, it's, I want us to go back to what does becoming the one, what does that mean? For me, the one is, she's the one who promises to be her best now. She loves and respects herself. She gives herself an abundance of love, care, and nurture. She goes first. She leads herself. And through that, she then has relationships of her dreams with her partner, her family, her loved one. Like she's magnetic. The one is magnetic. People want to be around her. The one, she's influential. She has passion and drive and this doing power like no other. Her life and the things around her in her life far surpass anything she could ever imagine. Like it's truly, truly, truly magical. And this version of you becoming the one, it is not about the way that you look. Period. Period, end of story. It's not about the way you look. It's not about your waistline. It's not about your hair. It's not about people thinking that you're sexy, thinking that you're cute. It's not about the clothes that you're wearing or the car that you're driving or the house that you're in. It's not about how much money you're making or the accolades that you achieve that are like throughout your lifetime. It's not about your romantic relationships. It's not about who you are connected with. It's being the one, becoming the one, the things that we say, like, I want that. I want that body. I want that relationship. I want that success. I want to that, that goal attainment. It's none of that. We think that, right? We think her, it, she looks like that. She acts like that. She is this. She, she works towards this. She has this because of preconceived conditioning. And we'll talk about that today. But becoming the one, being the one, it's so much more. It's an essence. It's a way of being and walking and holding yourself, knowing your truth about you while in relationship with yourself and with others and the bigger things, our dreams, our desires, the goals that you have for this life, the, the way that you want to be changing people's lives, right? We all, we all inherently want that. We all want to be making a difference. Being the one is the essence that you bring for me, for you, and for us. And one moment, I'm going to make my notes a little bit bigger. So, okay. So again, 
coming back to this framework for me, for you, for us, why was this so freaking hard for me to embody? It's because I, like so many other women, so, so many other women that I've talked to, grew up where validation was a sign of success, of doing good, of being on the right path. Like validation ex expressed from others, especially, was the greatest way of me feeling good about myself. Like my mom saying she was proud of me that I didn't get a job. <laughs> felt so good. My dad saying, good job, or I'm proud of you, or like, this is great the way you did that. <laughs> Sorry, mom, that one like surpassed you for some reason. <laughs> School grades, recognition of a job well done in front of other people. <laughs> I felt so good. <laughs> Standing up being like, I am all conference in a sport, earning awards, being on top of the class, being, what was it? honor, like going into honor society, my name said as someone that achieved something, those were moments I felt the best about myself. Whew, like, like I felt it in my body. I was like, I am on top of the world. I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I was like, I'm humble about it. <laughs> it felt good. It felt really good. Getting a star in kindergarten felt real good. Then in romantic relationships, guys saying I'm pretty. They like me. Will you be my girlfriend? Oh, you look amazing. Morning, beautiful. Getting those texts. Huh? My goodness. I've never felt this way before. Eighth grade, this is love of my life. <laughs> High school. Oh, oh, sorry, I gotta. I. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was blinking too hard. <laughs> I got that in my eye. But those feelings of validation coming from others, especially a boy, especially a boy at the time when like hormones were raging. Oh my gosh, I'm on cloud nine. I feel so good about myself. I'm the one. I'm the one. And then when I was by myself in moments, in my thoughts, just me, I wasn't eliciting those feelings at all. Sure, some of it was I'd, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I feel good. But then other days too, there was so much frustration. There was disappointment. There was not enoughness happening. And this right here is where our work starts. Right here. This was the hardest for me to understand is that for me first, it's we're going to completely drop what we thought being confident feels like or what being successful feels like. Like I want us to, know, we, we know the feeling in our body but I want us to completely drop and disregard this search of validation that feels like it feels so good to have, right? So you're like, I, I don't want to try to get rid of this. Like I want, when someone says I'm beautiful, I want to feel good about it, Katie. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want, I, like, it's not bad to feel like this, but I want you to know the truth that that is your truth first. And for not 
for it not to feel like a shock and surprise or like a fleeting moment or every now and then, or that that feeling can only come when somebody gives it to you. We've got to learn how to be in charge of our own power. Of st- instead of feeling so good when someone compliments us or praises us or recognizes that us, we've got to create the, we've got to learn. This is our first step is we've got to learn to create the same feelings of validation within us. This is personal power versus circumstantial power. So personal power versus circumstantial power. What, what do I mean by that? So circumstantial circumstantial power is relying on circumstances to make us feel powerful, confident, strong, in control. Like we're having a good day. You ever have those, like where all the circumstances just, they're perfect. They're good. We like circumstantial power, but we do not want to rely on circumstantial power only. Personal power is when we have the power, no matter what is going on within our circumstances, we have the power to feel confident, to feel powerful, to feel strong, to feel in control, no matter anything that's going on on the outside. For me, first, we go first. We learn how to create mastery about ourselves first, knowing us first. That's the first thing in becoming the one is to really create mastery around us first. And this is where I had a really hard time because it was, it's like, how do, how well do we actually know ourselves? What is our relationship to ourselves? That was something that took me such a long time because it was such a foreign concept to think about like to put me first like it it just it it felt foreign it felt wrong to put me first but this is the most important thing out there is I want you to be the most important person to ever walk this planet like I want that to be your truth I want that to be my truth too and I, this isn't in an egotistical way. This isn't in like a superficial way where it's, I'm, I'm better than you. It's like, that's not the vibe whatsoever or the energy of when I say you are the most important person. Cause it is. And we'll talk about this when we talk about our relationship with other people, but it's when we know that we are the one, when we have this truth, this embodiment, when, when there's such importance in knowing that we are the one, it transforms our relationship with other people as well too. Because by knowing and embodying that that's our truth, there's an understanding that if it's the truth for me, then it's the truth for her. It's just the truth for Katie as well too. And our perception shifts of our perception of others. There's a respect towards that. And again, we'll talk about this more. But within this concept of being the one, respect of power shifts, respect of relationships shifts, because you are the one, I am the one, she is the one, we're all the ones. But, but I can't start to see you be the one or her be the one if I don't see me being the one. Because if I don't see that I'm the one, then you guys her over there this is where we start to do go into social comparison we start to be like oh she's greater than me i'm less than her or i'm a little bit better than her 
I feel better about myself. There's circumstantial power versus just always, no matter what room you walk into, no matter who you interact with, personal power is you know the truth about who you are. The truth is the strongest frequency out there. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> I don't want us to be walking into rooms where you see yourself as less than to some or better than others, which then on, on the other hand, that makes, makes you feel good or bad. Again, I want us to never have our thoughts about ourselves be dictated by other people. So to combat social comparison, we have to become strong in the truth about ourselves and this is where it becomes, it, it feels hard. This work feels hard, but I, I promise you it's the most, one of the most simplest things. It feels hard because understanding the truth about yourself, sometimes it feels like you, you can't handle this. I can't handle the truth. You can handle the truth. <laughs> you can handle the truth. You can find the truth. You can create the truth, the, like truly understand the truth. But why is it so hard? It's it's when we do feel about ourselves, we tend to be our strongest critic, don't we? Like we know everything about ourselves. We know the good that people see and they validate us. But then sometimes too, this is where we're also like, we kind of feel like imposter. This is where the term imposter syndrome comes from because we know our fears. We know our inadequacies. We know our deficiencies, our disappointments. We know when we could have done better or worse, we know when we should have done better. We feel all these emotions about ourselves. And this right here, right here, this is the first thing that we need to create a better relationship with is our emotions about ourselves. We need to start to learn emotional intelligence about us. So what is, what is emotional intelligence about us? How do we start to really tap into our own emotions? This was, this is a hard one, but it's really kind of understanding that our confidence in ourselves, our, our truth about ourselves, our knowing of ourselves our confidence doesn't come from looking a certain way, acting a certain way, having certain things, getting certain successes. Our confidence truly comes down to how I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself. So I'm going to repeat this one. Our confidence is how I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself. We haven't, we really haven't been taught emotional intelligence. We haven't been taught how to navigate our emotions, how to dance with our emotions, how to learn to compound the emotions that make us feel magnetic, alive, and amazing, and to really untangle the emotions that get us in our head, that make us not feel good. Like, like we can untangle these. How I feel about myself when I'm feeling about myself. So let's kind of unpack what this means. It's when we experience emotions, which we are human beings, we will experience emotion. There is no, there's no like not experiencing emotions, good and bad. It's, it's just not a thing. Sorry. <laughs> but generally, when we experience emotion, we generally experience more than one emotion at a time. Usually they come in two or more, depending on how cascading things can get. For example, like I'm feeling stressed but I'm feeling 
powerful about this stress. So for me back in high school and college, I remember I was like the queen of procrastination when it comes to writing essays. I would always do it the night before. So there was a level of stress with it, but I, I felt okay, like I got this, there's, there's stress in getting it done, but I, I know I can do this. I felt more powerful in doing it versus I would try to get it done a week before, but I was like, ah, oh, I really don't have like the motivation or the momentum to get it done. It's, we have these emotions. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have these emotions and there's the feeling that you're feeling then the thing you are feeling about the thing that you are feeling. So we have emotions like feeling stressed, but then there's other days where you feel overwhelmed by this stress. Like I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed that I have all the stress in my body. So, and we start to like feel worse about ourselves from this one feeling of emotion, this one moment of feeling stress. The first feeling isn't bad, no matter what you're experiencing, good or bad. What we have to start to understand is what is that second feeling thought? That second emotion that pops up when we when we feel the first emotion. That's what we have the power to either untangle or compound. Because what we tend to do when we have these emotions, because we're, we haven't really been taught to learn to dance with our emotions, to learn to have emotional intelligence to understand, okay, this thought is, this emotion is coming through these thoughts that are popping up. These feelings are coming through it. I have control over this. We, we haven't been taught to do that, but what we can start to understand is that our emotions tend to compound on each other. Have you ever had a good day? And just like one thing after the other is just happening. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And at the same time too, you start off there's like one moment one person flicked you off one person honked their horn at you and then it just like tumbles into a bad day this tends to happen to us when we experience emotions like once we start to feel about our feelings it's like a snowball effect has taken hold of us and this is where our job is to allow the snowball effect to happen to us when we are experiencing good feelings about ourselves. But then most importantly, learn how to stop the snowball effect from happening when we are experiencing bad feelings about ourselves. Right here, this is simple. Don't overcomplicate this. And we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into what this means, how to do this within this masterclass. So don't worry. But and, and also like what it allows, what it looks like to allow the compound effect to work in your, your positive intention versus how to stop it. But what I want for us right now is to really start to recognize what emotions we actually start to feel daily and in what ways we have, what storyline they're creating through this compound effect, through there are feeling, there is this feeling that you are feeling. And then the thing you are feeling about the thing you are feeling. I want us to just start to recognize what are the emotions that I actually start to experience daily about myself. Keep this really simple. And I know that this almost seems too simple, 
but this is where we're creating a relationship with ourselves. We are wanting to start to know the truth about who we are and to start to know the truth about who we are. It really, it's tapping into our confidence about ourselves. And remember our confidence comes from how I feel about myself when I'm feeling about our, myself. I started the conversation of how we we found confidence, we found like feel good feelings of success through validation from other people. It's when someone tells me I've done a good job, I feel better about myself when I'm feel, like I'm feeling good about my. I'm like, oh, I, I'm a good person. I. I'm a good athlete. He likes me. So I'm feeling better about myself when I'm feeling better about myself. But the, the starting point of that, the thing that kind of tripped up my feeling good about myself came from somebody else, came from somebody else validating me, giving me an accolade, recognizing me from my work. So then I, how I'm feeling about myself, when I'm feeling about my, myself, it's triggered in the good way by somebody else. But then when I reflected on how I feel about myself, when I'm just feeling about myself, so much of it was based off of not feeling enough. And then there was a story from that. Being fearful, a story compounded how I feel about myself, when I'm feeling about myself. An entire story was written from that because of this compounding effect. I am the best, I am the best like author out there about the storyline of the compounding effect of a negative feeling I feel towards myself. I can create all these stories all these villains come in and these scenarios come in. I am like JK Rowling creating a whole other like universe of why I'm not good enough, of what's gotten in my way. We're our biggest self-critics. I can create stories of feeling fear. I create stories from feeling disappointed. Like I am an avalanche of snowballs coming down. I can create that easily. Yet why can't I do the same for how great I am? Why does it take somebody else telling me for me to then have a snowball effect of how great I am? It's because we haven't learned that we can do this, that we have the right to do this, that this is actually in our power to do this. Because what I want for us is for us to, I, like, I don't want people not to say, I'm, you're great. But what I don't want is for someone to say, you're great, you're amazing, and for us to feel like we didn't know that ourselves. I want it to be the truth for you first. And so then when someone does say it, it's just an, a knowing. It's a th thank you for seeing that versus, wow, oh my God, what did you say about me? Oh, can I like, can you just, can you just say that again, please? Oh my God. Oh my God. I've never felt like this. Like, oh, oh. He told me I was beautiful. I'm like, literally, I've never felt like this. Oh my God. I think he's the one. I don't want that 
to ever be a thing. I want you to feel that for yourself first. And so for the way for us to actually start to experience this for ourselves is to really create a relationship with ourself first and creating a relationship with ourself first is to just understand the emotions that come into our body and what stories we've allowed to create from those emotions. What compounded effect has been created from that story? What narrative have you written as the truth about who you are from those stories, from which just became elicited from that emotion, one emotion. And we have so many emotions. This is not about numbing ourselves out from feeling fear, from feeling disappointment, from feeling like not enough. It's, it's not about numbing ourselves from that. And it's not about not experiencing those or fearing those either. I talked about that in, in the alpha masterclass. It's not about when we're afraid to feel negatively about ourselves, when we fear fear, when we fear disappointment, when we fear failure, when we fear inadequacies, when we allow that fear to dictate how we walk, it takes us a lot longer to get to where we want to go. This isn't about unplugging ourselves at all. This is learning how do I really create the narrative that I want in this lifetime. I am the author. I have the pen. I have the ink right now. I'm the hero and the villain and the sage. Who do I want to hear from right now? What is the story written about? What perspective? Who am I going to allow to have more words written in this story? I'm going to allow the villain to come in and make me feel smaller. Is that what I'm focusing so much on? Is an entire dang chapter of why the hero is not enough because the villain says that you have fear and that you can't control your emotions and that da, 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 we get so much in our head. We allow these emotions to create a storyline that we're dissatisfied with. We're unhappy with, we don't like where we're at. We don't like the way that we feel about ourselves. We don't like the way that we feel about our bodies. We don't like ourselves. When we look ourselves in the mirror, we feel a disconnect. We can start right now to rewrite that story. And it just starts it really does come into play. It starts now of recognizing who is writing the story right now. What's the compound effect? What's the emotion that I'm writing this in? What's the perspective? How do I want to reframe this thought process around these, these emotions, around these circumstances, around this narrative? So again, the first thing I really want to hammer in, like I really want to hammer in is just you starting to understand the emotions that you experience daily and what are they telling you about you? Are they saying you're great and going towards the positive or on the daily, do you, do you have emotions that pop up that are creating storylines that do feel true to you? And it's just about noticing like what I want right now is our job is just to start recognizing what emotions we feel daily and in what ways we have compounded that. That's like, that's it. That's as simple as it is. I know it doesn't seem grand, amazing, but I don't want us to change anything right now just to start to notice because it really is in the noticing and the awareness 
of how our brain has been, been conditioned to view our world and respond to our world and respond to the certain circumstances that are in our world, that we can really start to untangle the story that's been currently played out and really start to then learn, okay, what do we, what do we know in our heart is true? Is this the truth? And so much of just contemplating and having introspection around this, these one emotion, stress, fear, not enoughness, disappointment. When you really start to untangle the story that you've written, the story that's compounded this huge snowball that feels so true, that feels so scary. When we start to just peel back the layers, we start to recognize that that's not even a true story right there. Yet we're living our life like it is the truth. The truth is the strongest frequency out there. So if we can understand ourselves to a deeper level where we know the truth, our confidence in ourselves and what we're capable of doing and who we're capable of being becomes rock solid versus when we're in groups of other individuals or with other people where we allow ourselves to get thrown off, where we allowed world events to bring us down or kick us off course. When we allow what one person said about ourselves to make us question ourselves, to make us feel self-conscious, to make us not feel beautiful in our own skin. There's so many Thing. There's so much out there right now that's like just hitting us, hitting us, hitting us, hitting us that we've lost our sense of who we are really, truly, 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 truly. And this masterclass is about reclaiming the truth of who I like, who I know I am to be in the most powerful way as possible. And it starts with just knowing us first. So that's all I have for module one. This is, we're, we're getting this, this masterclass is like an onion. We're just going to peel back layer, peel back layer, peel back layer. Day one is about for me. It's a, for me module. Day two will also be a, for me. So we're going to deepen this to a whole other level. Tomorrow might be a long module but it's going to be a good one of just understanding our relationships of us, understanding, reframing the story that we've currently been creating about our circumstances in our life in terms of our relationship with us, with our business, with us in our career, with us in our, like our uh, romantic relationships, us and our purpose in this life, us and our spiritual relationship with ourselves, all the, all the parts that make us, us and the dreams and the desires, we're really going to look at our relationship with us. And tomorrow we're going to be talking about the key hormone as a woman and how we can utilize this hormone to really create a beautiful relationship with us. So guys, I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm really excited for tomorrow. This was just like a little tip into everything. But your homework for tonight is to just go on the one thing, how you feel about yourself when you're feeling about yourself. Look back at the last couple of days. What emotions have you experienced and what feelings 
and thoughts have come from those emotions and what stories have you created from those emotions based off of those thoughts try to just try to almost like one or two emotions that you've seen yourself go through the last couple of days and try to kind of untangle the entire story of what you've created from that just to see how powerful your emotions can be in good and bad because once we can see the power from it we can start to harness this in the best way possible where we learn to compound the positive emotions that we've we experience just from us not needing validation from other individuals just from us and then we can learn when we do experience negative emotions to just cut it right then and there cut untangle it right then and there so we don't have these continued stories coming up, these continued narratives of how we're not good enough, how we're not beautiful enough, how we're not sexy enough, how we're never going to get the relationship, how it's an us problem, how we're the problem. We're not the problem anymore. We're the hero. So guys, I love you. And I will see you tomorrow. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.